Welcome to the Spooky Tales podcast presented by me, John. And me, Louise. We have been fascinated by spooky goings-on since we can remember and wanted to share with you the stories that pique our interest. Today's story is of hauntings, possession, poltergeist, psychological manipulation and an unexpected twist. It's part two of Strange Things in the Woods. About a three-hour drive from the well, including a tea break at one of the OK service stations. Mm, mediocre. <laughs> yes, it takes us to the county of Worcestershire, where we find Hagleywood. Oh, yes. Who put Bella in the witch elm? Ah, indeed. So you know the story. Well, what I know is that in 1943, four children were playing in Hagleywood when they came across a skeleton in a elm, which is called a witch's elm, after this story. Really? Yes, it wasn't. It was just known as a an elm, and it looks like. But it's spelt weirdly. It's, it's W Y C H. Yeah, the, um, everything that I've read about this suggests it became known as kind of a because it's a witch's hiding place. Oh, okay. Because what it is is that there is a centre. These particular elms, when they um, they look like. What they actually say, they say it's an elm, but it could probably was not an elm. It was probably like a large thorn of some kind. Uh, okay. Well, yes, they did say it was very thorny, didn't they? Yes, they said probably, and they don't know whether it was, a, I think it was actually a blackthorn, but it could have been a hawthorn. Mm-hmm. But it has lots of spikes coming out the side of it, and then this hole in the middle where the children came across a almost complete skeleton. Now, it hadn't completely decomposed. There were tufts of hair attached to the skull and fragments of clothing a shoe and a wedding ring. In the mouth of the skull was some taffeta. Taffeta? What's that? Mm, Taffeta is the material ball gowns and wedding dresses are often made from. Oh, I thought it was some sort of food. Yeah, no, there is taffy. Salt water taffy. I see, okay. Yeah, that's what we got. Well, it's a good job. I don't don't want to order taffeta then. No, no. Well, you could do if you want to make yourself a nice ball (laughs) gown. And I think you'd look lovely in one as well. Oh, thank you very much. Well, yes, exactly. Anyway, a hand was found a little distance away. One odd thing is that the skeleton was found feet first in the tree. So when they actually climbed in, well, when one of them, although how the boys managed to get in is is quite amazing. Yes, because it was, it was so thought, sp- prickly. It, yes, exactly. Right. They, they, the skeleton looked like it was looking up. That's okay. what they saw first was, uh, was right. the skull. And they didn't know it was a complete skeleton because they could freak just... freak you out as a boy, Yeah, exactly. With tufts of hair attached or to it. Or would you find that really exciting? I'm not sure. Probably both. A bit of both, a bit yeah. kind of scary and thrilling at the same time, yeah. isn't it? So, yes, when they climbed in, they saw it looking up. So so the feet had gone in first, so it was as though she was almost stood. So how had the body got in there? It was a tight fit for a skeleton, let alone a full body. So much so, they had to cut the tree open to remove the skeleton, not the boys, the the, um, the people that came and later so, looked. Okay, so how, how did how did the police get involved then? Well, the boys panicked as they were trespassing and decided to say nothing. However, eventually one of the boys squealed and the police arrived in the wood the next day to examine the, the remains. Ah, uh, okay. Right, so, uh, yes, of course. Uh, So there are actually several theories, I believe, as to what had happened. Yes. Later in 1944, some graffiti appeared in Upper Dean Street, Birmingham, which wasn't that far, which said, Who put Bella down the witch elm? 
down okay down the witch elm so not in the witch elm but down the witch elm soon graffiti started appearing all over the west midlands particularly at the hagley obelisk which was altered to who put bella in the Uh, witch elm okay by this time everyone and their dog had a theory as to how she had got in now it's quite interesting because she was quite short Oh, right. Yeah, she was quite... She, the, the skeleton, Bella, the, yeah. you know, whoever Bella was, was actually at five foot. Okay. And she had an interesting um, front tooth, which were crossed over the other front tooth. Okay, so, so quite... Distinctive. Yes. They thought whoever... The, the people would actually know her. Right. Because she was quite distinctive looking, because she was five foot, and she also had this unusual tooth thing that they thought the dentist would be able to easily identify her, and yeah. yet nobody ever could. Oh, okay. Well, I think... I mean, my favourite theory is that um, she was a German spy who had parachuted and been really unlucky, ending up just sort of floating down into the tree. Yes, well, it was surprising that she would choose to just parachute really in, a, in a ball gown. Well, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't actually a ball gown that she was wearing. She was wearing a skirt and um, and um, skirt and blouse that was because they didn't actually know how long she'd been in there. No. So was it something that she'd been in? But the, what she was wearing was very much of the era. Okay. So, the, so it the wasn't material, a ball gown. Then. It wasn't a ball gown. No, it wasn't a ball gown. So there are three main theories. One was that she was a girl who had gone missing three years earlier, fitting the time of death given by the pathologist perfectly. Her name had been Bella. The okay. second main theory surfaced ten years after the skeleton had been discovered. A lady called Una. Una Mossop claimed that her husband had done it. Okay. He has confessed to her that he and his Dutch friend, his Dutch friend, his Dutch friend had been out with the Dutch friend's girlfriend. Who was a Dutchman? Who was a Dutchman, a Dutchman, yes, who'd got drunk and leery and passed out. Okay. They took her and put her in the tree. What? Thinking that that would be good and that on waking up it would scare her to see the error of her ways and she wouldn't get drunk and leery again and that just sounds that's just horrible isn't it yeah. if that is if that was if you know well, why would you do that i mean there's got to be better ways to if you really wanted to impress upon someone that uh, getting drunk and leery was not a good thing and i'm thinking the dutch friend's not a good boyfriend to have if that's well, how he treats his girlfriend. Well, that's if it was his girlfriend. Oh, yes. yes. Yeah, so i wonder if it's got mixed up with another story that um uh, that she was a, a Dutch woman called Clarabella Dronkers. Oh, Bella again, then. Yes, that's right. Uh, who was killed by a German spy ring, which consisted of a Britishman, because she, and the reason she got killed was because she knew too much. Oh, I see. I wasn't aware of that. Jack Mosser actually went mad due to a recurring dream of the woman staring out at him from a tree. Oh, dear. Mm. He died in the asylum shortly after being admitted and before Bella was found, so therefore couldn't be interviewed. Mm-hmm. My favourite theory emerged in 1945. I wonder if he was bumped off. If it was Why all spy, spy ring type mm, stuff. It could be, couldn't it? Yeah, My put God. into an asylum. That's always a bit of a... If you're institutionalised, that's kind of shutting you up, isn't yes. it? Yes. If you're given electrotherapy and things like that. Not necessarily with electrotherapy. Yeah, I've gone down, I've gone down, 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 down a road. road that you don't know nothing. Yes. My favourite theory emerged in 1945, put forward by an anthropologist, Margaret Murray. Good name. Mm-hmm. She said that the hand being found separate but nearby the body suggested that Bella had been killed in an occult ritual called the Hand of Glory. Right. As Hagley Wood was known, in commas, right. known, air quotes, <laughs> 
aka gossip, as an area which occultism is practised, this got a fair bit of attention. Mind you, anything that's got occultism, yes, and therefore people in in their birthday suits. <laughs> it would always garner attention. Absolutely. Right? Was Bella a witch? Could be. It could also be tied to another similar murder of Charles Walton in the nearby village of Lower Quinton in 1945. Ah, yes. He was found in a field with his neck slashed and pinned to the ground with his pitchfork on Valentine's Day. Oh, dear. But we won't go further into this one because he was found in a field. And we're looking at strange things in the woods, not strange things in fields. Yes. So if we do ever do an episode of Spooky Tale, uh, do a spooky tale of strange things in fields, we'll cover it then. So I I know a little bit more about Bella and the Witch Elm. And did you know that the graffiti still appears? Really? Because yes. I thought it had died off now. No, no, you still every so often go. And it did used to every so it's often... On the, ob- reab- on the obelisk or... Or just places. Yeah. You know, they, in, that, in that area, they would still put it on. And they never found out who originally put the... Was it the murderer? Yeah, nobody ever knew. It was like, where did that that phrase come from? Yeah. Where that, the original graffiti never was solved as to why it came up and that kind of stuff. Mm. and the whole Bella and she was never formally identified nobody ever found out and they did lots of tests to try and find her they contacted you know a lot of dentists not just in the area but across the country because she had the distinctive teeth yes I heard that and you'd think that would be easy to spot and so I think that's probably why they the story about uh, being a Dutch person or um, or German spy anything like that because therefore that she had shown that she'd had dentistry so she must have seen a dentist that wasn't she must have had fillings of some sort. Yes, I think there was also um, another theory that sort of got, gets mixed up with the German parachutist, where that she was a German. She was a, the boyfriend of girlfriend. The, sorry, yes, she was the girlfriend of yeah. the of someone in the spy, a spy ring or something like that. Uh, she was an actress in Berlin, and then trained as a spy, and then came Ooh. over and uh, got bumped off. Then, but yeah. that's all a bit woolly. That one, yeah. It's all a bit woolly. It's all a bit yeah. woolly, yeah. But there is still this thing. So, yeah. So, okay. what do you, which is your favourite? So, well, my money's on the occult ritual. What about yourself? Um, it's the hand, the hand of glory thing. The hand of glory thing. I don't think so. I don't think so. I think she was put in there. I think I think for some reason, somebody was nasty, mm-hmm. mean. Right. And put her in there. How, but how did they get her in there, though? Because it's... It was all thorny and difficult. It wouldn't. Yeah. It had to, have to be more than one person. Because, yes, they okay, do so, say they have to have more than one person. So she, she may have been small and slight. Yes, but that's got to have been a struggle to get up that tree, and all spiky and thorny, yeah. and you know, with her uh, over your shoulder or something, and then lower her in. I suppose it's possible. I think. It, I think that's well, what it is possible. Yes, I think. I think that's what happened. I think some some sort of shenanigans happened. Yeah. As in, not saying that she was party to it. I just think that at some point she was attacked. She was probably and that he didn't have. Yes, I think she was killed beforehand. And that what should I do with this body? I haven't got anything that I can use to to hide Mm -hmm. her. Because there is there is a report of around if they kind of worked out where and about she died. You know, in a kind of about eighteen months before she was found. Wasn't it? Yes, exactly. That there had been reports of a scream. Ah uh, yes, there was some policeman nearby, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, and they they heard a scream. They heard a woman scream, 
and they did investigate or no, they they just wish they had they just wish they, they didn't had. investigate yes. they thought it was I, i'm i might be making this up i don't know if they thought it was a fox or just something in the woods but looking back on it they thought was that it was that the screen or was that because yes. it was about the same time wasn't because it? therefore if there's somebody knew that there were other people around thought oh, i've got to hide the body mm-hmm. ah! and mm-hmm. so did that but there is still the I think what is the most a it's weird because of how she was found but i also think the thing that is really unusual is the fact that she was never identified and yet mm. was distinctive yes because so, everything you read about it says she was distinctive she yeah. is she would have been noticeable especially because at that time anybody unusual that didn't you know grow grow up there mm-hmm. would have been noticeable because it was wartime yes so they didn't have lots of tourists wandering around no. You know. No, absolutely, because people would be looking out for the strange bit, exactly. you know, strangers, rather. Yeah, so who are you? Yeah. You know, so it, it, and it isn't that kind of busy cosmopolitan area that you'd go, oh, well, it's, a, mm-hmm. you know, lots of people wandering around. So she should have been missed. Yes. And that's the thing that's the most amazing thing about it, I think, is that she should have been missed because yeah. she was distinctive and what have you. So, yeah, so I think it was it was some sort of... Unpleasant shenanigans. Yeah. I don't think occultism. No. No. Okay. Okay. Well, interesting. Yeah. Now, not far from Hagley Wood, about 40 minutes drive up the motorway, is Cannock Chase Forest. There have been a plethora of high strangeness reported over the years in this area. Big black dogs, pig men, wild hairy men sightings, strange lights, UFOs and the ghosts of German soldiers at the German military cemetery, to name but a few. One report of high strangeness in 2014 was by a Lee Brickley. I'll let him tell you in his own words. Well, I'm not going to let him tell you because he's not here. <laughs> I don't look around. <laughs> that's right. That's why that's like a strange chap. <laughs> that's why I sat in the corner. Oh. <laughs> Did I not introduce you? <laughs> Sorry. I'm going to obviously... Read so say read, read his words, yes. So here we go. On Saturday the 13th September, my wife and I were walking through Canic Chase near the Stile Cop with our dog. Once we'd entered the woodland and the road was no longer visible, we started to hear the giggling noise of a little girl. To our amazement, a child no taller than one metre in height appeared out of nowhere further up the path in front of us. We stopped dead in our tracks after noticing her eyes had no colour. Her head was tilted to the side in much the same way it would appear if she had been hung. She stared at us for around five minutes before running away into a densely grouped area of trees. My wife wanted to follow her, but I was having none of it. I'm not surprised. I agree with him for that. Absolutely. If you see a black-eyed child... Well, her eyes had no colour. I know. Well, it was oddly reminiscent of a report that happened some 30 years earlier, in the the early 1980s. Right. By a lady known as Mrs Kelly, a pseudonym. She was walking with her daughter in the forest when they heard a young girl screaming and they ran to find out what was going on. They couldn't find the child anywhere but stopped to catch their breath. They turned and saw a girl no more than 10 years old stood in front of them and she had her hands over her eyes. Oh. Mrs Kelly asked if she was all right and if she had been the one screaming. It was then that she lowered her hands to reveal completely black eyes. Oh dear. No iris, 
no white, just completely black. Oh. This took them by surprise. Well, yes. Yes. <laughs> Mrs. Kelly turned to grab her daughter, and when she turned again, the black-eyed girl had vanished. Oh, my gosh. How creepy. It could be some sort of demon tried to lure them into the forest. Yes. Into danger. Yes, indeed, it could be. And I think there are there are lots of similar cases like that. I do that. love the way you said, yes, it could be. So seriously, then. <laughs> yes, it could be a de- demon. <laughs> yes, you did say that very soon. I did, yes. I did very much. So our next stranger encounter takes place uh, just to the southern end of Ka- um, Canic Chase, where there is an iron hill fort known as Castle Ring. Right. On a bright summer's day in 1986, Pauline Charlesworth was at the ring having a leisurely picnic, reading her book. Very nice. After about an hour, the air went thick. And this is obviously some. This is something that... Uh, a lot of people in sort of haunted locations or when something happens that's, you know, spooky or strange, yeah. they, they, they say this thing, the air goes thick. Yes, they do. There's definitely a change in quality, isn't there? Yeah. So all ambient sounds had stopped. Ooh. No birds could be heard no. singing. And then she saw a man running towards her Ooh. and he was wearing animal skins and had a matted beard, filthy hair and held a dagger-like weapon fashioned out of a deer's antler. Good Lord, what book was she reading? Ah. I.e., had she fallen asleep? What? Oh, oh, what, like, had she fallen asleep while reading it and this was a dream? Yes. Uh, Well, Pauline swears what happened to her was real and not a dream. Okay, so what was happening? What actually happened? Well, so the man came towards her and stared at her in a sinister way before he started talking and shouting at her in an unintelligible language. She was completely confused and dazed by the experience. She then heard other voices and people approaching. She then saw, rising over the hill into the circle, 30 or 40 similar-looking and dressed people. Oh, my word. The one she took to be the leader came over to her and spoke to her in the same language. He seemed to be angry with her and motioned for her to get out of the circle. She did so, and remained just behind the tree line. Yeah. She looked on in terror as the group chanted and swayed. And soon a creature dropped from thin air. It was about four feet tall, wiry, with black oily skin, fiery red eyes, and huge leathery wings. Sounds like Mothman. It does. Sounds grim. Yeah. So it roamed the circle, emitting loud, emitting a loud, piercing shriek. The bigger men of the group jumped on the creature and eventually subdued it, but not before they had sustained injury as the creature had lashed out with its claws and then and was biting them. Gosh. They dragged the creature into the forest and the atmosphere lifted as she began to hear the birds and the ambient noises once more. She remained motionless for several minutes before regaining her wits. Then she gathered her things and ran to her car to get hell out of get the hell out of there. Okay. So what was the book she was reading? Right. Well, it was Mythago Wood by Robert Holstock. So I had a quick look at what the, what what the book was. Yes. So it's a fantasy novel about magical creatures in the woods. Uh... So do you think it was a dream then? Well, yeah, well, hmm, I think Mm. Well, she was adamant that she had seen a glimpse into the past. But it, it was more than that, wasn't it? Because they interacted with her. They, oh. they said things to her. Good point well made. It does seem more than just a time slip. 
It's not what you would expect on a sunny afternoon when you're having a nice picnic, though, is it? Well, no, I think it does sound... If it's, if it's not a dream, I think it does sound like a time slip. Mm-hmm. It does sound like she somehow... Yeah. If, it, if it's not a dream, I think it's a time slip rather than anything else. But Yeah. Because you can interact in a time slip, can't you? I thought you could. I um, thought in stories you could. Or do, can you not? You just see it. I suppose that, that's my assumption, I think. I've probably got to read around time slips more often. There is a book by Jenny Randalls about time slips. Yeah, I'll have another look at that to see if people do interact with people within the in that area. I know there are some time slips in um, a street in Liverpool. Yes, there are quite a few reported um, there, aren't there? And I can't remember if there's any interaction going on with people sort of nodding to them or something like that. So I'll have another look at that. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, because it's possible. So, if we head southwest down the motorway for about three and a half hours, you arrive at the ruined castle of Berry Pomeroy. You do have to turn left and right and a few things like that. It's yes, not just exactly. a straight journey there. <laughs> Berry Pomeroy Castle is said to be the most haunted castle in England. Not another one. Yes, there are quite a few, aren't there? So, it's situated in the idyllic rolling hills of South Devon between Totnes and Torquay. A number of ghosts haunt the castle. There is the White Lady. Lady Margaret was madly in love with a man who, unfortunately for her, her sister was also in love with. A jealous sister imprisoned Lady Margaret in the dungeon, where she starved to death. Oh dear. She is seen frequently at the top of the stairs and also in the dungeon itself. Looking for food. Yes. Well, some people have had encounters with an evil presence who is the ghost of a child called Isabel, a disinherited member of the Pomeroy family. One unfortunate person, Bob Bulwy, had her follow them home. Isabel sat on his wife's bed, completely freaking out both Bob and his wife for days. I'm not surprised. There is a blue lady, said to be the ghost of a 14th century Pomeroy family member, who was once raped by her father and bore his child. She murdered the child in shame. Oh my. She has also been seen on a number of occasions, such as by Simon Day and Tim King, who had the bejesus scared out of them by a vision of the blue lady and then a screeching scream which sent them running. Gosh. I think this was when they were walking through the woods because the, the castle is surrounded by um, some woods. Right. Because um, it's not a castle castle now, is it? It's a ruin. It's a ruin, yes. yes. And so it's it's on the edge of a sort of uh, steep valley right. and, then, and surrounded by woods. Yeah. Uh, but you don't need to see a ghost at Benjamin Pomeroy to get the willies, you see, because I've walked both at the dead of night and in bright daylight there. Yeah. And both times were very unnerving. One way to the castle is the walk of approximately a quarter of a mile and it is through the woods and it was deathly quiet. It's an impressive and threatening atmosphere. It was um, it was not much better in the daytime, to be honest. <laughs> uh, yes, I'm proud to admit this, of course. We didn't actually get to the castle when we were walking towards it. We got about three quarters of the way before we were totally spooked out. Really? Absolutely. I mean, we probably sort of spooked each other out of it, but it really was that kind of deathly oppressive and spooky. So we turned around and went back. And that was during the day? Oh, no, that was was at night. night. Oh, right. Absolutely midnight. I think we probably wound wound each other up royally there. But it was as bad as during the day, deathly quiet, oppressive and a threatening atmosphere. So, yes, there was no birds, no sound, no birds singing. It's not even in the day, actually. And no movement of a creature in the undergrowth. Utter oppressive silence. I asked people on Instagram for their stories at Berry Pomeroy, and one lady, Antonia, had a strange experience. She had never been there before, but she felt very much at home there. Oh, wow. Like she had definitely been there before. However, she found it quiet and unnerving, and everything 
But everything she looked at felt familiar in some way. Oh, you've had that. Yes, yeah, I had that at Tempelhof Airport in Berlin. Yes, that's absolutely right. It was exactly that. You know, it's like I was looking through somebody else's eyes almost. Yes, it was really weird, wasn't it? It was. It was. And actually, you've had a similar experience in Portugal. Yes, absolutely. Yes, I had at uh, Tomar. Tomar, that was it. Yes, I had it at Tomar. I was obsessed with going to Tomar. And then when I got there, I knew it. I absolutely knew it. And it's not really mentioned in uh, a lot of Portuguese guidebooks. Um, It's... It's kind of an unusual place, although mm. there is this big castle up there. Yeah, and uh, I just actually. knew it. I, I knew it. I could have. I could have been the tour guide. I knew it so well. Yeah. Now that was amazing. Mm. Uh, that was an amazing visit. So another lady, Claire, she also shared her experience with me. So thank you to Antonio and Claire about Barry Pomeroy. Uh, this is about Barry Pomeroy. Yes. Yeah. She found it strange as well. As strange as well. She found that the atmosphere was electric and felt like she was being watched the whole time. Oh, dear. It was especially prevalent uh, in the dungeon where, the, where Lady Margaret uh, was locked away. Yeah. So Claire uh, also took a walk in the woods and heard this groan right next to her ear. Oh! And all the hair stood up on her arms. Uh, obviously, there was no one there. And then she just burst out crying. She was terrified. She couldn't go any further. Gosh. But she's, um, and Claire's amazingly defiant because she wants to go back and mm. go back at night as well. Really? Yeah. Well, that's very brave. Well it done, is. Claire. <laughs> yes. Let us know if you do. I know. Well, we leave the UK now and head across the continent to Romania, Transylvania to be more precise, where we find a small but spooky forest called Hoya Bak. Oh gosh. A small but spooky forest called Hoya Bak. Hoya Baku. That's easy for you to say. Yes, yeah, so speak for it's called Hoya Baku Forest, near the city of Cluj-Napoca. Wow. It's also known as the Bermuda Triangle of Transylvania. Wow. Can I can I just do Bermuda Triangle? <laughs> no. Well that's a bit weak, isn't it? Why not? They just they missed out there, didn't they? They should have yeah. just called it the Transylvania Triangle. Yes, absolutely, the Transylvanian Triangle. Yes, they really missed that, didn't that they? That makes me think of Dracula. Yeah, because they're just trying to trade on the Bermuda Triangle then, aren't they? Bermuda And there's no Triangle. ships going to go down there, is there? No. 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 Anyway, so I can't believe that they didn't call it the Transylvanian Triangle. Anyway, the Hoyer... Oh, gosh. The, I'll just call it the Hoyer Forest. For yes. Um, it's quite small. Right. The forest is probably a bit... Uh, a bit um, yeah, a bit over the overkill for that. It's is it only more of a wood. Yes, it's only two square miles. Its distinctive features are spooky shaped trees Ooh. and a clearing near the centre of the forest where nothing but grass will grow, and wow. nobody nobody can figure out why. They've got bad people at the university in um, Cluj come yeah. over and try to sort of work it all out. And they can't. No, there's there's no reason why. The soil's the same stuff that where all the trees grow. Oh my word. The forest is famous for making people feel ill, whether nauseous or, or migraine even. Others have come away with scratches and rashes. There must be something in the soil. What, to... Um, to make people feel nauseous and, and give them migraines. Well, I don't think they're eating the soil. No, but you can get it, can't you? you can, the, the, the soil can release chemical when you're walking on it. Really? Yeah. Well, even what, three years can actually... It, no, oh. no, they can release it into the air. No, oh. don't feel... <laughs> God, you're oh, so bless special. me. <laughs> Don't ever change. <laughs> no, so that actually, there was a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> it Don't is. ever change. Don't ever change. Yeah. So no, when they're walking, they release a chemical into the air, which they then breathe in through their nose. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> and the rise <laughs> and, and there is <laughs> yes and and that can make that can make you feel unwell oh okay oh i didn't know that what yes that's cause what, yeah because they've said before that like i'm going off on a tangent that's all right all no, but no, no but they have said before that that's what, sometimes what people how people have known that they're they're the soil's being treated is because of the smell that makes people feel unwell because it's right. the, the soil will emit the odour or will emit chemicals. We may have chemicals. solved the, the mystery of Hoya Well, if, surely if they've studied this, they've studied the soil, but it sounds like there's something in the soil. Yeah. Okay. It has to be. That's brilliant. Okay, go. well. Nothing spooky about that. Let's <laughs> see here. Well, well, there we go then. So, well, I'll, I'll go on anyway. Um, the forest... Despite the fact <laughs> despite I've, the fact solved I've solved it. it yes. <laughs> there are those that have lost track of time. No. Do you think that could be the song? No. <laughs> and some have disappeared. No chance. Including a little girl who wandered off Aww. from her family. Despite a massive search party, she or her body was never found. Oh, my word. However, five years later, a young girl wearing the same clothing of the missing presumed dead girl yes. appeared out of the forest, believing to have been lost for only a few minutes. Was she actually turned up? Yes. The girl? Five, yeah, five years later. Turned up? Mm-hmm. Same age as when she went no, missing? No, 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 no. She was, uh, she was older. She was five years older. Gosh. But to her, it had been a few minutes. <gasps> she went to fairyland. Yeah. Well, yes, there are, there are quite a few Cornish... Um, Myths of that. M- mind you, they there. actually don't, they don't come back, though, do they? No, they don't go. No. They get taken by the little people. Yes. Oh, well, the ghosts that haunt this forest... Um, the most haunted in Romania, of course. Yes. Uh, are shadows and shapes a black fog? Ooh. A sense of being watched, being pushed. Ooh. They are said to be Romanian peasants who were murdered in the forest. Are there any orbs? Not properly haunted unless there's an orb or two. <laughs> there are. Plus balls of light and the usual UFO sightings. Gosh. The thing that I'd find most spooky mm-hmm. are the disembodied voices that are heard. There are children laughing, whisperings into your ear, a bit like that uh, Lady Claire. Yeah, like she had. At uh, Barry Pomeroy. Screaming, and it's also impossible to find the source Mm -hmm. of where these um, voices come from. Would you go to the forest? Would you camp? Would you camp in the clearing? Uh, Would you go there? No, No, I I don't. Although, although having said that, I did watch a YouTube video of a haunting explorer. I think she goes by the, yeah, she goes by, she's calling herself a haunted explorer. Right. Uh, she goes by the name of Amy's Crypt. I think she's quite famous or something. She seems to have lots of followers and so on. Right. Anyway, so she did that. She did camp in the clearing. Yes. But it's, it was pretty unevent- uneventful, I thought, except for a few lights and orbs. Good. And they also got some EVP action. Um, but that was pretty unintelligible. You, probably, actually, because it was in Romanian. Did she ask the questions in English and then... Uh, well, she do it in both English and Romanian, so Gosh. obviously we knew what she was saying. Yeah. So, or oh, actually, I think they were they were subtitled. Oh right, okay. Yeah, in English. Oh right. So she did ask them in Romanian, but I think that the questions were pre-prepared. So you know, it's a bit like when you barely speak a language and you, you know, you you want to show willing when you're on holiday and speak yes. the language and you try to say something, but of course you've no idea. You know, you sort of ask what's the you know the way to the pharmacy and in their language, but of course. You kind of no idea what the answer is. No. Hopefully, they take pity on you and realise that you're English and just tell you in English. Because we're ignorant of yes. English and we only know English. <laughs> right. Other countries know lots of languages. They do. Know, yes, we're not so shame. good at that. No, yeah. it's appalling, really, isn't it? Indeed. So, well, anyway, there is another forest with a clearing where nothing grows. Ah, where's that? Well, this one's called the Devil's Tramping Ground. Gosh. Which is in a forest near Bear Creek. 
North Carolina. And do similar things happen there, like uh, disappearances and such like, or kind of disembodied voices? Seem to be a lot of disembodied voices. Why not just voices? Just what I'd ask. Oh, yes. Things go missing if you leave them there overnight. Dogs will not go into the circle. And there is abundance of legends that surround this patch of Bearland. It is the very spot where the devil himself or herself came Gosh. up and walks around and brings evil into the world. Gosh. It's where two tribes fought centuries ago, where a UFO landed, and also it is a Magdalene crystal vortex. I do what? A Magdalene crystal vortex. What is that? Well, apparently, there is a web of divine energy that surrounds the earth, which is an expression of a divine feminine presence. Aww. It goes on to mix it in with a sort of Arthurian Jesus legends. So can you guess where that originated well, from? Well, that would be Glastonbury then. It certainly is. Yes, the fine town of Glastonbury in England or the Isle of Avalon. Yeah, and well, that sounds more positive than devilish. It kind of the, a Magdalene vortex because of Mary Magdalene, I presume. That's, yes? a, that's a good point well made because mm. who knows, maybe the age of Aquarius is finally upon us and the superstitious middle-aged demon beliefs are finally on their way out. I have an urge now to sing the age of Aquarius. <laughs> I won't. Just for you, I won't do it. There are quite a lot of devil's this and devil's that in folklore place names. Oh yes, devil's dyke, yep. devil's oh, yes. bridge, yes. devil's tower. Oh of course, yes. Yes, I see what you mean. So the mystery surrounding the Devil's Tramping Ground doesn't hold much water, though, as the barren spot is due to salt deposits in the soil. Yes. And as for the things being left overnight and disappearing, well, it doesn't seem to include the rubbish left by party people. Oh, dear. So if you hop on a flight to Tokyo, Japan, yes. and after a two-hour car ride in the direction of Mount Fiji, you'll find yourself at the Okokogara Forest. Yes. If that's where there is a... That's, well... That's known for suicides, isn't it? No, isn't it? It's a lot in a year, isn't it? It is. It's about a hundred. Oh, well, that was what they were still... That's what they were saying when they were still releasing figures. And then they stopped around uh, 2010. Oh. I think the creepiest thing I've heard about that forest is the screams that people hear. I mean, yes. they, you, when you're walking there, yeah. aren't you? If, I mean, it, it is supposed to be beautiful, Mm-hmm. But it has an atmosphere which you wouldn't. Oh gosh! But if you know it's that forest, you're going with an idea in your head, aren't you? Yeah. Do you not think? Oh, very much so. Yeah. And I think that. Yeah. No question. Yeah. Just going to tell a short little story about Rob Gilhooly, who was a, a journalist who wrote for the Japan Times, and he claimed that this happened to him. Right. So after he, so because he, he had a, one of those screamings. Oh, really? Yeah, so after hearing the blood-curdling scream, he ran uh, into the, further into the forest to, to where he thought the scream came from. Yes. Only to find a rotting corpse hanging from a tree. Oh, I didn't know that. I thought they just heard them but could never find the source. I thought they were the apparitions of ghostly women in white robes. Yes, they wander the forest with the yuri. I think that's how you pronounce Yuri. Yes. Yes. Uh, ghost of the dead who died in anger and hatred. No. Condemned to roam the forest, speaking, sorry, spreading their negativity. It's also a popular destination for tourists and school trips. I, I know one of the um, one of the things about that forest is because of because it's got known as a suicide place. Yeah. That more people are drawn to it to take their life there. Yes. Unfortunately, that feel that they can't who want to, to die by suicide and they have notices up yes outside it don't they with kind of helplines and, and that kind of stuff yes. and I think there are notices there saying please don't go you know they, they can go so far but don't go so much further because 
um, it's difficult to navigate your way around. Yes. And in fact, people take tapes and um, string and you, you, you can find bits of these tapes and things that have been cut. Oh. Um, so, uh, you, you know, you, um, you'll see, you might actually have gone into the forest with your tape or so, and then, then it actually, actually gets cut. Oh, gosh. Yes. No, it's a, it's a definite... It's a mixture, that one, because it seems so sad. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, and I think that's what surprised me when I read that it was also a popular destination for... School for, trips. For school trips, and yeah. Yeah, um, maybe, maybe we only prob- know one side of it. Maybe we know the kind of the, the sensational... Yeah, spooky it's sensational. It's actually a very nice place. It's, yes, and, and it's yeah. lots, of, lots of good things happen there as well. Yes. So, yeah. Let's focus on the good things for yes, that forest. Let's, let's send it that. good energy, yeah. So finally, we can't do a spooky tale of strange things in the forest and not mention Rendlesham Forest. Oh, yes. The UK's Roswell. So, strange lights and a craft were seen at Rendlesham. Rendlesham? Rendlesham. Rendlesham Forest on several nights at Christmas time, 1980. The forest sat between two air bases at the time. If I remember correctly, one of the officers even touched the surface of the craft on one occasion, getting a sort of download, which he later transferred into a binary code into his notebook. He said he could just recall Mm -hmm. what it was, this kind of binary, this code, wasn't it, which was all ones and zeros. Yeah, he could just write it all out. And I think the notebook covered several pages. Yes, exactly. Yeah, so the rumour was that um, part of that... Okay. If you hear that, it's a cat. Yeah. So, well, the rumour was that part of that binary code gave the coordinates to a legendary island off the coast of Ireland called High Brazil. It's a phantom island rarely seen, as it only emerges from the mist every seven years. So, haven't we heard that Nick Redfern has a new theory as to what happened that night, and it wasn't UFOs. That's right. Yes. Yeah. So Nick is a ufologist and author who has written about all sorts of paranormal stuff for decades. And you might see him on the Ancient Aliens. Oh, you will. Yes. So his new book claims that, uh, which brings us nicely back to where we started, actually, uh, that it was not UFOs, but a top secret government experiment. Ooh, yes. yes. Oh, but... Goes round to the government. <laughs> Absolutely. So there we go. Another spooky tale. What did you think? There's a lot in this one. Well, I thought it was excellent. Good, Thank good. You very much. Yeah, I thought yeah. You, I thought you were fabulous as usual. You were, <laughs> and same to you. Yes. yes, yes. I said the cat. We hope you enjoyed this spooky tale. We look forward to joining you again next time. Please do tell us your spooky tales either in the YouTube comments or via email, which is the spooky tales podcast at gmail.com and come and follow us on Instagram at the spooky tales podcast or why not visit us on our Facebook page at spooky tales. If you've enjoyed this episode, it would be wonderful if you could give us a review. It helps other people that might like this to find us. Excellent. Well, thank you very much. And until next time, bye. Bye. Bye.